A Quick Time Out podcast is presented by Dr. Dish Basketball. Dr. Dish machines are the most advanced shooting machines on the market. If you haven't already, join top programs like the Miami Heat, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Duke Blue Devils, and countless others and upgrade to Dr. Dish Basketball. And now, save an extra $300 on select models when you mention Quick Time Out podcast. To find out more, visit drdishbasketball.com. I want to welcome to the podcast a member of the Clemson Tiger women's basketball team, Danielle Rausch. Danielle, great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Danielle's one of those players who, thanks to COVID, got a fifth year of eligibility and is actually getting it in six years, which we tried to hash this out beforehand. It's not like super complicated, but it is unique. I literally have never heard of anybody doing this. Maybe you know of somebody, but how have you kind of worked this out? Yeah, so um, obviously I did my undergrad at the University of Michigan for four years, graduated, closed that chapter of my life, felt like it was a good time to move on and get into coaching. So I became the graduate assistant at Clemson, um, had a terrific year, learned a ton, loved it, but just just felt unfulfilled. And knowing that I had this extra year, didn't want to continue down the line and, and regret not using this extra year because college basketball is so special. There's nothing like it. Everyone always told me coaching will always be there. And I didn't realize that in the moment. I was like, well, yeah, but I already know what I want to do, so I might as well get into it. But certainly um, when March rolled around and I was at the Final Four as a coach last year, I I just missed being in those moments and playing in those moments. So I ended up uh, calling Coach Butler and saying, hey, I I have something crazy to say. I talked to a few people, and I think think it's possible. I don't have any idea if it is or not, but I just want to, like, throw this out there to you. And what do you think about me, like, becoming a player next year? And her immediate response was, well, that's pretty bold of you to say, but, um, <laughs> but let's figure it out. So, so she figured it out and we talked to compliance. And at the time, there was nothing saying, no, this can't happen. As of July 1st, there is something that says, no, this can't happen. So my friends and I joke that this is like the Roush rule because wow. I'm like the last person to do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it technically wasn't any type of violation. It's, it certainly seems like I'm a walking NCAA violation, but I had this extra year because of COVID and you have a, a six year window to use your five years of eligibility. So it was use it or lose it. And I decided to use it this year. It's super cool. It gives you some unique perspective that we'll get to in just a second. You kind of glossed over like four years at Michigan. You guys had a great program, had a couple great runs to NCAA tournament wise. So you went from high program to another high level program. And then like you said, last year had the opportunity to get the perspective from the other side. And that's one of the things that I've seen you say a couple different places is something to the effect of, if only I knew then what I know now, what kind of perspective has that extended career and those different looks given you? I think just a renewed perspective on so many things, being young and, and wanting to prove myself. I used to overwork and give energy to the things that like really didn't truly matter. So now like after being able to sit in the meeting room and, and hear how the coaches actually talk, like obviously you can talk to coaches as a player and kind of get their feedback, but there's nothing like actually sitting in that meeting room and hearing the coaches talk about the team and the goals for the team and how they kind of view each player. I actually got that opportunity. And so I got a different look on like how the coaches brains work a little bit and, and what they value and what they see. 
And so from that standpoint, I was able to have like a refreshed perspective, I guess, on my own personal playing and obviously taking a step back and, and analyzing my game differently and also how it works in this system. And obviously I know I'm coming into a different system being at Clemson, but I got to see the system in a way that like I was tracking that during games last year. I was tracking our offensive possessions, what we were running, how we were scoring out of it. So now as a point guard, I know what coach Butler is looking for. I know what the strengths of my teammates are now from a different point of view. And so I think just using those things that I know and using, you know, what I know that coach Butler wants and within our offense, within our defense, within what she wants for our team and being able to now bring that on a deeper level into just my group of teammates is it's definitely been interesting. Um, My wheels are always turning now in in different ways, but um, I feel very grateful to have that, that sort of advantage now. So what has it been like? You've we're just finishing up summer and with two months and it finished off too with a, with an overseas trip. So you guys have not just had practices, but you also played games, right? Yeah. So we started beginning of June actually. So we got here and then we were here all summer actually got to, when you have the foreign trip, you're able to actually have like extended practice practices. hours. So we had real practices and then, yeah, we played three games over in Europe, two in Greece and one in Croatia. So it was definitely awesome to get kind of a preview of what the season is to look like. And I am extremely grateful because taking a year off from like a high level sport is not an easy thing. And I think over the summer I realized that, but also once we amp things up, it it was a lot more revealing. And it, for me, especially of understanding of the standard that I hold myself to and where I want to be, I have a lot, a lot of ways to go. And that's not a good thing or a bad thing necessarily because it is, you know, August still, but I definitely had to (laughs) reevaluate and hone in on the things that I know that I need to do better. And that starts with, you know, my conditioning, the way that I'm fueling my body. I I took an entire year of like, I wasn't training like I train now. Like I, I was, working out for general health, but not with any type of purpose. Um, Obviously not taking into consideration what I was eating or anything like that. So I'm definitely having to uh, work my way back in that sense. But everyone here has been great of, you know, buying into to me and helping me reach those goals. So I'm very grateful for that, but it's definitely been a challenge. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I'm guessing it sounded like a good idea until that first time they said, get on the line and run. Wow. Yeah. You could say that. And that first practice when it went from like, like the shooting workouts, like the one hour workouts, I'm like, I am chilling. Like I miss a beat. And then we're in two hour practices and I can't even like catch my breath to even call out a play. I'm like, yeah, this is a little different now, huh? <laughs> All right. So you have a, again, unique just from going player coach and then back to player again. And because primarily listeners to this are, are coaches, what would you say are maybe some things that you would say to coaches or encourage coaches to think about that would help their players better in any way? One of the biggest things for me now is like assuming that the players don't know what you're talking about. That's something that I really appreciate about Coach Butler is that she explains everything like we don't have any idea what she's talking about. And I think it makes it so much more helpful because I think coaches get really frustrated when the players don't execute or do something that they want them to do. 
but they don't tell them like what they want to do. It's like, we think like, I found myself even doing this is like, we try to think that we, they should know what we want them to do and how we want them to execute something, but we don't say it. Mm -hmm. And so coach Butler is someone that actually says it like, this is what I want you to do. And and there's a fine line of like, you want to be able to figure things out on your own and like run through those things on the court as you know, through feel. And like, she doesn't want to dictate everything, but it definitely prevents a lot more frustration. If you actually just like, tell the players like this is this is what I'm trying to accomplish with this drill this is what I want you to get out of it and then we have a better understanding of what we're doing you know I think that makes makes for a lot less frustration on both sides of it the players not being like she's screaming at us but we have no idea why she's screaming at us because we didn't know what she wanted us to do so I think from that perspective going from both ways because I know as a GA last year even I was like why do they why do they not know what she's saying like why are they not doing what she's saying to do like are they stupid? And then I'm like getting out here and I'm like, wait, I'm the stupid one now. Like I have no idea what she means. And then she actually takes the time to actually explain it. And I think having that open level of communication, I think is, is so much better. I had a podcast with my dad recently and him talking about his old school coaching way. Like he would just say to do something and we'd all look at him like, what? And then it'd be like, just say, just say it. Don't just assume and be like, why are you doing this? Like, <laughs> so definitely having more open uh, levels of communication and transparency. Like it shouldn't, she's not, that's what she says. She's like, I'm not trying to trick you guys with any of this. Like I'm telling you what I want you to do. So it makes it a lot easier in that way. <laughs> I'm sure too, coaches have the big picture in mind and they've sat down as a staff and talked through things, but mm-hmm. the players are often missing the the pieces or they, they're not able to put the pieces together to know where you're going yet at Definitely. the end. And yeah, the great teachers are able to break things down and then, it, then compare the individual parts to the whole and show how those two things work together. And I think it's probably helpful in helping with the phrase that I've heard you talk about before, helping the game slow down. As I started kind of getting an outside view, especially last year of the players and how they, what made them tick and what their tendencies were. And then I could realize that from like a different perspective. Like it wasn't like they were my teammates at the time and it wasn't like I was playing in it. So I was like, wow, I used to do the things that she's doing. And I know, and I know now that like, sometimes it's not the best. Like it's sometimes detrimental, like you spending two hours in the gym and then showing up to practice and not being worth a crap because you're exhausted. Like things like that, that I was able to remove myself from and notice now that I'm a player, like there's just so many more things that I'm able to just shrug my shoulders about and be like, okay, like moving on, moving on, moving on. And like dwelling on those things. I know how much hurt me as a player and how much pressure I put on myself that now as I've been a year removed from it and seeing like, they're not actually looking at every single mistake that you make. Like you think that they are and you think that every time you screw up or every time, and it goes both ways. Every time I screw up or every time I do something fantastic, like she's analyzing it. Like she really has 13 other people to worry about. So just not being in my own head so much has been so helpful. Or I'll even go up to the coach and be like, one of our assistants be like, oh, like, should I have not made that pass in that situation? He's like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I I wasn't even watching that. And I'm like, okay, okay. So just from that standpoint, as far as pressure goes, I I used to squeeze my, my brain and squeeze myself so hard to like, be perfect. And, and nobody's expecting that. And I think 
from that standpoint, just being able to reevaluate the things that I was, that I was prioritizing, I guess, and, and allowing myself to play a little bit more free um, has definitely opened up my eyes and opened up my game um, and allowed me to just play a little bit looser and, and have a little bit more fun with it, I think. Every play, every stat, every breakdown, on their own, they're essential, but altogether, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advantage tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing pieces to get the most out of every second of film. Learn more at huddle.com slash a quick timeout. A big thanks to 323 Sports for supporting the show. The guys with 323 Sports are a team dealer providing uniforms, gear, equipment, and more to schools and colleges across the country. I've used them on multiple occasions, and their customer service and low prices are second to none. To find out more, visit 323sports.com, where you can reach out directly to a rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your sports program. Knowing what matters and what doesn't matter and paying attention to those things, I hear a lot of players as they get a little bit older, worrying about the things that do matter, not worrying about the things that don't matter. I've also heard it too, and I'm interested to get your perspective on it. On the court, I know your back on the court has been a little bit limited, but you have played in some games. Knowing what to look at, knowing what doesn't matter. For you as a point guard, what is that translated to on the court during the games? Being able to communicate with my teammates better also having that different perspective because I know those those things now like within the offense and okay so x isn't working let's go do y now and being able to read those things on the fly and then in a huddle being able to actually like have educated words coming out of my mouth to like explain things in a simpler way and also just understanding for myself knowing like after watching film with the coaches like in a coach setting being able to see those things and know what she's looking for I think has just been tremendous to my growth and me being able to take my teammates along in that um because it's it's no it's no good if I just like keep all this in my head so being able to share that with my teammates and and have more productive conversations with the coaches because like I'm able to understand like what they're actually looking for and what they want because I I was in that role last year you mentioned watching the film. I know that's one that as the players get older, that usually perspective kind of changes. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it kind of uh, hyper accelerated being a coach. How has that area progressed for you? Yeah, I think I just have uh, a much greater appreciation for like the film and what we're looking for. At, like with old assistant coaches, when I was actually a player, like I was just watching and they were doing the talking. Like I was just like, oh, okay, like that kind of makes sense. But now like I'm sitting in film sessions with my position coach and I'm the one leading the conversation. Like I already know and I already remember from practice, like what he's about to show me and what he's about to say. Like he doesn't even have to say it because I'm already like, yep, I remember this play. I should have not went to the DH. I should have just reversed it and exchanged on the opposite side. Talking through those things and getting ahead of it. I think I think the game in that way a lot more and I like put so much more time and energy into film as I did when I was a player before but now like actually being able to understand what 
what I'm supposed to be looking for and, and honing in on that. And also the bigger picture. I think I used to just like focus on myself so much because that's all that mattered to me. And now I'm able to kind of like step outside of it and look at the whole. So like, what's the team doing and where is this person and that person where they should have been and how as a point guard, I could have helped get them there. How am I working on balancing the floor? Even, even when I'm not in the play, I think, I also like to watch other people's film and not for any other reason other than to learn and also just see like how I can improve in those settings from the sideline. Because now I also have, I have a voice on the sideline that is a little more impactful than it was when I was a GA. The potential for you just to kind of be that leader just with so many years of experience, what, what has that done for you leadership wise set aside the basketball stuff? Last year, I had a unique relationship with our players because I was I was kind of in a dual role of like being this liaison between the players and the coaches um, as someone that was just one year removed from from being in their shoes. So finding a balance of like, okay, we're friends, but also like I am somewhat of a figure of authority to them because I am part of the coaching staff. So that was a challenge at first, I will say, of trying to um, – regain their trust in a different way. Like now my responsibility isn't to go and tell the coaches about certain things, but also like, I think the coaches have done a great job too of us still maintaining like a great relationship because I built friendship relationships with them as well. So it's also like kind of a gray area of like how close we're supposed to be um, and things like that. But from a leadership standpoint, I think having the relationship that I do have such a personal relationship with the coaching staff makes it easier for me to go and talk to them about things, whatever that may be. And then also on the court with my teammates and off the court with them as well, just like finding that balance of like, Hey, like I'm, I'm not the GA anymore. Like we are, we're the same now. Like I, I want, I want to hang out with you guys. Like I want to do all those things. So, so trying to find that balance and, and get back into that niche, I guess, with them and, and allowing them to see me more as a teammate than, than anything else now. I was looking down through your roster. You guys have a lot of seniors and graduate students. Yes. Maybe for coaches, coaching older teams, that kind of thing. Like, What all have you guys done and how have the interactions been and how has that translated on the court and all that? Yeah, no, we have an extremely veteran team, which is such a blessing because I think the standard is so much higher. Um, With many of us, this actually being our last year of college basketball, we have a lot of vocal leaders and a lot of people that lead by example. We have two freshmen and, and one sophomore, and then everybody else is junior and above, junior, senior, graduate. So I think that's been awesome of just, we have a team full of experience. So right now we may not all totally be perfect at Coach Butler's system and what she's looking for, but we know how to play basketball. We know how to communicate on the floor. We know the things that you know matter, like, like we've talked about. And and know how to kind of direct the team in that way. And we have a lot of those silly, like immature things that you usually get with maybe younger teams is like, we're able to avoid a lot of that because, because we're so veteran and because we have so many leaders, it's not, sometimes you find, okay, so there's three seniors on the team. They're the captains and, and whatever. We have like literally a full roster of, of people that could be, captains of this team if you will um and people leading in in totally different ways different styles and i think we're finding a way to to put that all together and make it mesh and we have every anytime we have five people on the court like 
there's multiple people that are able to pick up some of that slack. Like we're not always going to be perfect and, and we know that, but there's, we're not ever lacking in um, that leadership and, and that experience. I imagine the collective responsibility is kind of all time high. Yeah. I don't know that you can necessarily get that with younger kids. It just seems our freshmen, they don't have a clue who they are or where they fit. The sophomores, they're maybe getting it, but you get to the juniors, seniors, and I'm sure the grad students and, you know, you know who you are and now it becomes we, how, how has the culture been within the program? Yeah, I think it, it's been terrific. And I think certainly improved from years past as as now like we talked about we have such a veteran team even though we're from different programs you know some people being grad transfers and and just transfers from other schools coach butler makes her standards very clear they're not impossible standards but they are to be upheld and we're all mature enough and grown enough to be able to to follow those and, and facilitate that. And I think the culture has been so great because we're able to have mature conversations and real conversations with one another about what's expected. And if you're not doing what's expected, what the what's expected, what the consequences of that are. You miss open gym, that's an opportunity for us to play together and for us to get better. Like you got extra conditioning. And that's on that person to go seek out our strength conditioning coach to get that extra conditioning. So it's it's a lot of, like player led, I think is the biggest thing. And I think coach Butler really appreciates that because she, she doesn't want to be the, she wants it to be a democracy. She wants us all to have kind of an, a say and input. And she loves to balance those things amongst our veteran players, um, particularly like within our point guard group, us being so mature, we, we don't have any freshmen. So it, it's been great. So you've alluded to this a couple of times throughout. I wanted people to be aware of it. All of this has given you kind of a, a new perspective on the game itself and that kind of thing. And so you actually started a podcast that goes kind of along with your journey there. As someone who is super passionate about basketball and now having um, inside and outside experience as a player and as a coach, I I wanted an additional kind of an additional route to kind of share my experience with people and and also collaborate with people with the guests that I have on and my whole master's program is online and asynchronous. So my whole life right now is just basketball and doing school when I can. So I wanted to do something else that, you know, would kind of fill up my cup and, and something that would be that I would enjoy. And so that was kind of the thought process, I guess, behind starting the Roush Review um, and how it came came to be. The film breakdown of it and just talking basketball are just two things that I'm passionate about, but also things that I want to get better in and learn and hone even as I'm a player this year, because I was learning and growing so much and, and learning how to do film breakdown and, and clipping film and cutting film and things with recruiting. So bringing these guests on and being able to interact with them that way, I'm still learning. And I think that was the biggest thing is I didn't want to lose touch with, with the things that I learned as a coach last year, even taking a, I guess, a step back, if you will, and becoming a player again. So finding that balance of like, I'm, I'm still learning, but also being able to share my experience and my perspective with people through my podcast. That's great. Uh, where can they find that? And then also last thing before I let you go, but where also can they connect with you? Yeah. So I uh, recently started a website. It's roushreview.com. And so you can find anything and everything there with my podcast um, services that I, that I'm hoping to offer with, you know, one-on-one -on -one sessions with people. Um, if there's high school kids that want to, throw on their huddle film and, and talk it over with me. I'd be super happy to do that. 
Um, I'm also selling merch on there, but my podcast is on Spotify right now. It's Roush Review. I have uh, four episodes out now, but hoping to kind of expand that once I continue to get more versed in the podcast realm and hopefully allow it to be posted elsewhere, but also on my Instagram um, and on my Twitter, I'm active. So yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of expanding uh, my podcast, getting more guests on there, doing a little bit more film breakdown, Um, but there's some episodes up now. So really appreciate people going to check them out. Yeah, I'll be sure to link that down below so that you guys can connect with Danielle. That's Danielle Roush, guard for the Clemson Tigers and host of the Roush Review podcast. Danielle, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you, coach.